Hello. Hello, Marilyn. How are you? I'm looking at a shelf. I'm looking at a shelf right now. Very interested in this origami uh, family of products. They make um, these like collapsible shelves. Have you ever heard of this? No. See the stuff they're coming up with? These nuts in Congress? The <laughs> origami makes, you can go look it up on the Amazon. They, um, origami makes these, uh, it's the name, name brand of these shelves that it's difficult to describe, but if you can imagine almost like the way an ironing board works. Oh yeah. Like imagine that, but turned on its side in the sense of there's, a, there's this, uh, there's these arms and a, and a clamp and you unclamp it and then you go whoop and you can like take, take the, take the top off, move it to the side and then the thing collapses into like the way like a, like a portable grocery cart would. Oh, look at that. And I've gotten a couple of these and I like these for a lot of reasons. The, the one that we got for, <clears throat> started, we got one for our house. It's a long story, but I got my wife, I got my wife this tiny dishwasher uh, for Christmas, and we needed a way to like roll it around. It's very European, and we got one of these little shelves, and it works great. And I'm kind of fascinated by uh, people that come up with stuff like this. The one that you I'm seeing fan? here is called Origami Four Shelf Foldable Storage Shelves for Garage, Kitchen, Baker's Closet, Metal Wire, Collapsible Organizer Rack Holds Up to One Thousand mm -hmm. Pounds, Powder Coated Steel, Heavy Duty Pewter. Ooh, is that um, the one or? Oh, I've got it. Well, there's one that's a 751. Let me uh, let me go let me go look, and I'll find the one. I'll, I'll uh, you know if you need a recommendation, <clears throat> I can uh, the one. There's one that I can uh, very highly recommend. Let's see here. <clears throat> this one is origami folding kitchen cart on wheels for chefs, outdoor coffee, wine, and food microwave cart, kitchen island on wheels, rolling cart, kitchen appliance, and utility cart, black with wood. <laughs> there's black with wood, and I think the one we got might have been. Oh yeah, slightly different. Uh, the one that we ordered, uh, was not, did not have wood. It had metal. Are the shelves wood? Oh no, 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 no. But there's one you can get that's got like a, like a chopping block type situation on top. Oh. Um, but, but I, I, I would suggest the one that's more, uh, I don't know if it's stainless steel ish, but I think the two minutes and 40 Eight seconds is enough to talk about folding shelves, probably. <laughs> Maybe not. It could Although be I'm happy to talk about it, it more. Could, could have a whole show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I don't have any agenda at all. But I'll tell you what I like. And it's got rolly wheels. Yeah. And it collapses. And it holds stuff. And uh, I'm very interested in the idea of, I knew this guy once. And uh, it would be reductive to call him a rich hippie. But but he was a guy who uh, had been, he was a really interesting guy. He's done a lot of very interesting stuff. He, um, in Sarasota, he had gone to New College, where I went to college. He'd yeah. gone there for a couple or three years in the early 70s. He left and started a construction company and was very successful and made, made a lot of money and cool stuff. And then he came back and he was uh, he was on, working on his thesis, I think the second year that I was there. Anyhow, he had this house that was wild. I've had many experiences, good and bad, mentally and emotionally at this guy's <laughs> house. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he had a um he had a uh, like a uh, he had a the fly, a, a chamber that you could get in. Really, a those, telepod? Uh, what's it called? Is what's it called a desolation instrument? What's it called? Telepod. You know, telepod. Yeah, it's a thing. No, 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 no. Wait. Oh, I'm thinking of altered states. He's got no. It's not a. It's not a gold bloom. It's a hurt. <laughs> He, it's a, he had an altered states machine. What do they call it? A desolation chamber. Whatever. It's got yeah, I know, where you like where he regressed into a primordial state of uh, He turned humanity. into Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> you get in this thing. Anyway, and here's one of the key components, as you say, of his home that I found very interesting. And how is that germane to a origami brand? Carts. Several of the walls in his house, um, 
basically he had a, a single, like almost like a giant large room. And he built it himself. He had a bathtub that looked like something from the Flintstones. It was amazing. But several of the walls were on casters, on like big wheels. So he could like change the configuration of his house. How cool is that? That's very oh, cool. Oh, and each of the walls also had storage. It was brilliant. I mean, sometimes you need a rich hippie to really push the envelope on this stuff. I've always appealed to me the, the that idea of having, like, not the whole tiny house movement, but the way that people who have very limited spaces, especially, in, you see this a lot, I think, in, in like, Japan and other places where yeah. the, their homes are so, so small, so that every, is, they don't have a single thing or a single room, but a, a single item that does just one thing. If it's if they have a bed frame, then the bed frame is also ten different kinds of storage and foldable and <laughs> right. rolls into the wall. And, like and, rolls. Yes. Yeah. It's a lot like living on a boat. My well, I had an ex whose dad lived on a boat for a lot of the year. And, you know, I'm not I'm not much of a seaman. <laughs> but I do enjoy being on a boat sometimes, especially if I can be inside. Uh-huh. Um but uh, but he lived on a boat. And like the thing is, your entire approach has to be so different. And I don't know, this actually relates to a lot of things that are kind of in my head right now. I watched Master and Commander uh, the other night, which I'd never seen before, which was way better than I expected. Um, <clears throat> but there's like that. There is, uh, what was the other thing I was thinking about? Oh, I was thinking about the dishwasher on a cart. La, la, la. Right? It's super European or super Japanese in the sense that not only, <laughs> and I think this relates to your Japanese bed anecdote, you don't have a dedicated space, A, with the hookups you need, B, to have a giant dishwasher, C, that just sits there all the time, D, right? Mm -hmm. So I, we don't have any of those things. There is, you know, when you have a, and this is not, I don't mean this as a criticism, Hakuna Matata, but there are people that have two car garages, one car garage, two car garage, four car garage, that have this giant, giant area that is available just for putting their car when they're not using it and other stuff when they're not using it. And as, as people have uh, sort of stipulated over the years, you get a big house, which then makes you want to get a big car to buy all the stuff to put in your big house, because otherwise, you know, what are you going to do? And this is kind of the antithesis of that. I, I'm in an ideal universe, especially for, to my wife, whom stuff like this would be really useful, I would love to have space to put a giant dedicated dishwasher that does nothing for 20 hours a day, 22 hours a day, but we don't have that. So what do we do? We got this little one that's asinine. We, we've been, ever since Christmas, we've been like, oh, should we keep this thing? It's so small. It's so dumb. It's so dorky. It's not, you can't really, you can't like fill it up. But that's because I have that suburban mindset of like, oh, I should be able to do all the things in one thing. And well, I've got a mud room and a present wrapping room. And it's like, <laughs> no, we have the place where like so many Americans right now, are. we have a house. We have a house, an office, and a school that all just happens to be in, in the same, you know, 800, 900 square feet. Right. So so in that way, it is very much like the Japanese bed um, where you have to, having this card is great because like, we can store stuff on the little origami shelves and we can roll this thing over and it's it's really great. But the, the other, the sort of, um, I don't know what you say, the, the not the opposite or the corollary, but like, for example, I had to do something the other day that required a tool. And I, I really, I'm kind of, not kind of, I'm super into the idea of finding the right tool for the job. I'm not a nut about it. But, you know, it, I mean, I hate to say this, but I have so many tools that are appropriate for the job. Things like all kinds of different Allen wrenches of different gauges. Mm -hmm. I've got, I like got those cool Craftsman screwdrivers I told you about. Uh, all these different things um, 
And it drives me nuts when my kid is like, she just got her first album and it was opening it with her teeth. And I'm like, uh, first of all, let me show you the trick. There's a trick where you hold the album in your hands and then on your jean, like thigh of your jean leg, you go zhuga, 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 side to side to heat up the um, plastic wrap to take it off. Mm -hmm. You remember that trick? Yes. And then like the trick of like how to take it out, how it brought back a lot, brought a lot of memories. But I was kind of like, we, have, we got tools for this, honey. Those knives of mine that you keep stealing, we have all of those. And then I had to do something that involved, I needed a basically like a lever-ish thing and I needed a small saw-ish thing. And I used one of my Leathers men. Like I've, I've got a bunch <laughs> is that, of- Is that, are you taking like the iPhones 12, the Leathers men? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, attorneys general. Yeah, I leathers it. men. I've got a yeah, and but like the least like robust of those of the normal size, like you know, leathers men. It was so inappropriate for the job. There was nothing on in there. I don't know what I was thinking. It didn't have anything like what I needed for a lever. You know what I mean? Like you're trying to pry something off. You need, you know, five basic tools. I need I need a lever, and and I ended up using this really cool hunting knife that's super solid. It's just what I had at the office. But like that saw got trashed trying to do what I was doing. So on the one hand, if you have a bed in Japan, put it on wheels. But on the other hand, get the right tool for the job and take a moment when you're deciding what to do next, you end up co unintentionally committing to a path sometimes if you choose the wrong tool, mm -hmm. I think. Because mm -hmm. if, whether that's for development or for, you know, sawing, sawing something off of something, um, if you get the wrong tool, now you're going to, you're going to have to compensate for things you did wrong with the, with the wrong tool. Right. So that's, uh, that's the name of that tune. You know, I'm reminded, Life hacks. I, I'm, I'm reminded just hearing you talk about tools and organization and things like that. I'm, a, I'm reminded by the section in the Persig novel, uh, uh, Zen and the art of motorcycle maintenance where he talks about his process for essentially taking things apart and putting them back together again and the importance of having the right tools and having the right stuff. And I would say one of the things that I notice about myself over the years that that has changed is now when I want to undertake a project, I will think about it a lot before I actually do oh, anything. One hundred percent. No, as opposed to and try just, try and explain that to somebody who doesn't do that. I know. I used to just because I went through it literally last night. It happens all really? the time. How I mean, depending on the size of the problem, do you like sort of just just have it like float around in your brain for a while, yeah, turn it over in your head? Absolutely, yeah. and even even the smaller things that I need to do, I'll sit and I'll think about it and I'll say, all right, well, what absolutely, am, what order am I order of operations, right? You should listen to my program, Reconcilable Differences, because this comes up a ton. Where like it's so important to me to like, it's not to necessarily to be efficient or to be effective or any of that stuff, but I like to practice life sometimes. And one of the ways that I practice life is by saying things like, well, you know, a lot of stuff, the fatiguing stuff in our house involves going up, up and down uh, two, two flights of stairs. And while you're bearing some kind of load and trying to get through this narrow space that I like to call the kill zone to get out our front door, because mm -hmm. that is where I'll die. <laughs> uh, and so the order of operations becomes important to me. You know, by that, I just mean stuff like, well, okay, I need to go change a light bulb in the garage, something I did yesterday. This is my this is my life, and I love it. Um, but you know, uh, oh, I'm going down. Am I just going to carry a light bulb? I know we've talked about this, but no, I'm also going to take the trash down because bonus points. I took out the trash, mm -hmm. and while I'm down there, I'm going to bring up paper towels. Now, if I keep my iPhone in my left pocket of the old, old, old sweatpants that I'm carrying and wearing, and I carry too much, as I've documented on the bird site, 
uh, my pants will fall down around my ankles and then I'll have to shuffle to an area where I can pull them back up. That happens approximately monthly. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, can I share one other thing about kind of related to this? Yes. I, in the last maybe year or so, I mean, I'm really lucky. My wife and I get along really well and, and we, we, you know, like each other. And, but there's been something that I realized in the last year that's, that's normally one might describe this as like a, oh, you're like an adorable quirk of this person that I've realized is actually our superpower in some ways applied correctly. And I think understanding this distinction between her and me enables us to use this as a superpower, you know, like a a Zane and Jaina or whatever they're called, you know, form of an ice monkey. Shape of a water mule. The Wonder Twin you know. power. The Wonder Twins. Wonder Twin. Wonder Twin powers activate, and they got that little monkey, right? Don't they have a monkey with a with a prehensile tail? Yes, and he would ride okay. in the chimps, bucket, chimps. form of an ice bucket. Ride in the bucket. Yes. You know, and yes. He'd hop in the bucket. Yeah. Yeah. His powers seem not nearly as cool as hers, but in any case, <laughs> his power sucked. Yeah. Let's see. Her power is really, become any living thing in any animal. A shape yeah, of something made thing. out of ice. <laughs> He could be basically become something made of water. So he could <laughs> right. like, ah, you know, you know, form, sh- shape of uh, a super leopard, form of pan of ramen water. <laughs> oh, I can mm. boil. Look at me. Right. Yeah, good for you. <laughs> Professor Rex says, thank you for your time. Um, we'll, look, we'll keep your resume on file. Um, and, and so, but the things I've known for a long time, like, like in, in terms of particulars, there's ways in which we differ. My wife is a math for many, many reasons, is a superior person. I can't even get into all the ways in which she's better than me in every way. And one of the ways is like, you know, anytime you meet somebody who can do a thing you can't do and can do it a hundred times better, it's, you know, what do they say? Um, sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. Right. So if you meet somebody who could do, you know, um, um, a Raymond Babbitt on some toothpicks, you're going to go, how did you do that? Like, how did you do that long division problem in your head? And they, they might say something like, I don't know, I just see it. Mm-hmm. Like my friend who had perfect pitch, he'd say, the way that you see that that is red, that is pink, that is blue, that's me with any sound. And I can tell you that car horn is a very awkward, like third apart, mostly an F sharp. I'd be like, how do you do that? He goes, I don't know, I just hear it. And, and I think my wife's super, one of my wife's many superpowers is like, she's all about trees and I am all about forest. And it's an interesting combination because she can do stuff like uh, one way in which my daughter and I are more alike is we don't like doing anything, but we needed to tidy up her room because we're doing some changes, moving some stuff around. And it's the thing where like, it's, it's like she can walk into a room, you, you walk by the door a few minutes later and you're like, what just happened in here? She, she just cleans. She doesn't think. She just cleans. Mm-hmm. It's just cleans like, but you know what I'm saying? Like she's a machine. She's so... She has none of the ADHD tendencies that I do. The kind of thing that gets me hung up on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Do you think this is more of forest or more of woods? And she's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry I can't listen. I'm doing stuff with trees. And But there are very occasionally. Do you follow the analogy, though? Yes, like, absolutely. She's, she goes straight into, and this is, again, part of what it's hard for, from her, her decency and her collegiality. It makes her so valuable at her job as she can like deal with anybody because she's not getting hung up on a million things. And I look at that the same way as I look at somebody who does not procrastinate or do any of those things. And I, I really admire it. Now, in my case, and this is where it gets fun, though, is where I'll say something and it's, it's, to her, it sounds like the craziest thing in the world. It would be like having to do a diagram or a John Wooden uh, pyramid to explain how to, like, again, take out the trash. 
And she'd be like, well, why don't you just take out the trash? So sometimes <laughs> It's not always great, but there are times where she'll be like, I'll be blah, blah, blah. I think here's a way we should do this. Pack the car, do this thing. Again, order of operations stuff. Right. Treating life as a game of reverse Jenga. And, and, uh, and she'd be like, well, why, why would we do that? And I go, mm, yeah, well, have you thought about A, B, C, and D? Have you thought about how, like, if we do throw the Christmas tree out the window, we don't want to break the new windows that got installed? So if I were down there with a rope and could, could give it a big herky-jerk while it goes out the window, and then eventually we said, you know what? Super, one to twenty powers activate. We, don't, we really shouldn't throw a tree out the window. It's like with modeling, and, and, you know, it doesn't help that much. So we just carried it out like gentlemen. Right. Um, gentle's men. But but I, I do I do I do sometimes look at people and I think like how how do you do that and I'm not just talking about like uh, n- super neural interesting people it's really just anybody for, here's another one there's that old canard about how Americans second greatest fear is death their first greatest is public speaking and it's like dude I could public speak all day not that I'm any good at it but like I have absolutely no problem you hand me the thing and go up there and I will. If I'm lucky, I will rise to the challenge of being entertaining, even if I'm not prepared. But I very rarely am like, oh, God, no, I can't talk in front of people. Whereas other people are like, how do you, how do, you do that? Or how do you, how can you, you know, make a pun? Not, not me. I'm not a giant fan of puns. Here, I'll tell you a secret, Dan. I can pun. Yeah. I choose not to. Oh. It's, it's a, you that, know, that's, restraint. That's, that's, that's one of the ultimate... Uh, demonstrations yeah, that, of that, that's how power. superman can can have a baby with lois lane is that's, all that restraint that's right <laughs> otherwise you know you're gonna have a coroner and stuff i'm gonna say there's some interesting exit wounds uh dan did you want to tell me about something you like uh, i would love to tell you about Masterclass. Masterclass. you remember Masterclass? <laughs> Masterclass is so cool i watched the david lynch ones and i was super into it oh man they have the bet well they're okay, very so well made dan they're like little movies they're they beautiful are. Masterclass is, is think of it like this it's an app that you can use on your phone you can use it on the website you can watch it on your apple tv but they offer classes on a wide variety of topics and so you're probably hearing that and you're like okay need a place that but no these are taught by world-class masters at the top of their field, and each class is broken out into individual video lessons and downloadable materials. You can go through this at your own pace. They have hundreds of video lessons from more than 75 of today's most brilliant people. And like I said, it's on iOS, it's Android, desktop, Apple TV, Amazon Fire TV. You get an all-access pass. It's 180 bucks a year, which is the way, absolutely the way to go, or a single class for 90 bucks, but it lets you learn from the best. So like some of the courses, they just added some, um, you've got, uh, Bobby Brown teaching makeup and beauty. Merle, I know that one, uh, it might be for, for you. Neil deGrasse Tyson talks is about- it, is, some- that, is that the lady from, uh, from Stranger Things? Or is it the guy, guy from the guy that was married to Whitney Houston? Is Bobby Brown? Neither. Uh, and okay. uh, and so you got scientific thinking and communication. You got Chris Voss teaching the art of negotiation. You got uh, Gordon Ramsay, your your friend, uh, teaching about cooking, and that's the one that I. Oh, just you want to hear my Gordon Ramsay impersonation? Yes. Real quick? Yes. You ready? Yeah. <clears throat> Damn. That's it. That was it. That's the whole. It's rotten, Mohammed. Well, he he is awesome on this. You know and- what though? The thing about that guy, you know what you forget is he knows how to cook. He's like my he wife. He really my wife. does know how to cook. That's the thing. And like, he knows just how like- to cook, and he just goes and he cooks. What we were talking about before we started doing the spot of having. E- Re- knowing what you need ahead of time when you watch this that's one of the big things that he always talks about is like your ingredients and the importance of the I, anyway I love that and there are really really cool topics on here I've got a little personal list going I don't want to learn how to do magic 
but Penn and Teller's no, 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 no. Magic Ooh. is so good. Not, Dan, not even once. Doing the magic. It's a, it's a, yeah, you really don't want to do that. Like pretty soon you're wearing hats. You know, know what I mean? Might be and, fun. And maybe, maybe you've got, maybe you've got a funny tux. You don't want to do it. <laughs> well, I loved watching it because it's like, it teaches you. Uh, anyway, th- I love, I absolutely love this site. And it's just like you said, Merlin, they are like mini movies, the way they're filmed. I'm talking like production, production values. Oh, I'm not talking about so a 4K TED talk. I'm talking about like, it's like something Errol Morris would make. It's mm-hmm. like, it's really got a lot of flavor and they're just, the, the, the David Lynch ones are so good. Oh I, I'm going to have anyway. to watch those. Oh man, he's such an interesting person. I And I really don't think it's, I think sometimes he's having fun with us, but I think he really is kind of an un- unusual, I think he sees the world in an unusual way. What's cool about the way they teach the lessons, they're, they're like 10 or 15 minutes in length so that you're not stuck in front of this, uh, in front of your computer or whatever for like, oh, I've got to watch for six hours straight. Like there might be that much content, but it's split mm. up in ways that make sense for your schedule. There's a 30-day money-back guarantee on the annual all-access pass, but here's the deal for our listeners. Go to masterclass.com slash back to work. And you can get unlimited, this is what I recommend you do, get unlimited access to every masterclass. You're going to get 15% off your annual all-access pass. Again, that's masterclass.com slash back to work, 15% off. It's so good. I absolutely love this site. I'm so excited whenever we get them as a sponsor because it's so easy to recommend this because it's so good. So thanks very much to Masterclass for supporting this show. Back to work with Merlin Mann. Thanks, Masterclass. Buck, buck. I have never been able to track down this anecdote, and I don't remember where I first heard it. But the story goes that, you know, contemporaneous with or after the release of Blue Velvet, pretty soon after Blue Velvet, mm-hmm. um, David Lynch was being interviewed. And the story goes this, the, 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 the reporter, the interviewer said to him, you know, I don't think we know. Well, what is that stuff that Frank, the gas that Frank is inhaling, you know, when, before, before he, you know. And, uh, and David Lynch pauses and then he goes, Something that makes him do very bad things. <laughs> uh, I like that. Oh, so we're doing life hacks. Is that the idea? Yeah. I haven't even, I, you know what? I'm, I, I did other things this morning. I did not check on our sponsor situation. We've, we've got, got Masterclass. We've That's got really Masterclass. We've got uh, Squarespace uh-huh. later. And then we oh, have another yeah. one that's in yellow, and apparently yellow means- I don't know what that means. I, well, I found yeah. out this morning. Um, oh. And and yellow means that we're waiting for a signature on the insertion order, which means don't do Ooh. it. It's consent. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we could do it, and it might turn out to just be a gift. Well, or I don't we want to get suspended. Yeah, I don't either. I wouldn't want to insert. Um, the thing <laughs> is, well, you do whatever you want. You tell me. You do you. Do you. Uh-huh. Now, what was it? We were going to maybe talk about iPads. Can I mention just a couple of bits of little uh, inc- incredibly tedious, uh, boring uh, tech follow-up? Yes. It's real boring, but boy, is it interesting. Okay, here's a funny thing. I believe previously on Batman, uh, <laughs> previously on uh, Arrested Development, previously on Back to Work, I believe it was mentioned by me that I was having a great frustration with my HomePod. Yes, sir. Z- HomePods. And I believe we talked about how I tried to track it down. Just to review quickly, uh, there's a wonderful thing on HomePod. You don't really need to know the name for this. It's just nice to know what it does. It's called personal requests. And so if you just walk into the house with somebody's HomePod, you know, say you're a guest or an Airbnbist, mm-hmm. like you could just walk up and say stuff like, what time is it? 
or, you know, you can say stuff like, where am I? Or like, you know, there's all the kind of basic stuff. Um, maybe even some of these short running shortcuts that I'll talk about in a second. But unless you have expressly said so, it will not, I believe, it will not do stuff that's that requires a little bit more, not security, but kind of security, but privacy, right? Like, you shouldn't be able to say, like, tell me the, the contents of Merlin's directories and, and uh, indexes, or like, what's my next appointment? So if you go up to a HomePod and it's not configured to do what are called personal requests, mm -hmm. and you say, what's my next calendar event? It'll say something like, I'm usually on whatever, I'm sorry, I can't help you with that, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, and that was frustrating to me because both of my HomePods had stopped, the one at my house and the one in my office had stopped doing that. And it doesn't sound like a big deal, but like I've really gotten into it. I've really gotten into especially using SIRI to do stuff. I, I love that I can yell across the room. And, and what, what, did I, what did I postulate? I postulated, oh, maybe something's wrong with my Apple ID. Maybe something's wrong with uh, my beloved Eero network. Maybe it's a mesh network thing. You know, maybe there's all these things I came up with. I, again, I called Apple and had a nice call, a visit with somebody, and it was unsolved. And then I thought, okay, you just it's like trying to soothe the baby. You just keep doing the same thing, same seven things over and over until the baby goes to sleep. <laughs> you don't know if it worked or not. Again, can you say you solved a problem if you don't know what the problem was and how it was fixed? Well, how about this? I finally broke down, and I spent more time looking at a Reddit, which is my court of last resorts. I don't know what kind of script and, and uh, blockers I've got, but Reddit hates me. When I click on things, nothing happens. It never lets me log in. It says my cookie's bad. But I finally drilled down on that. And I started just hitting caveman finger finger hits on the keyboard to say, HomePod personal request not work. Mm. <laughs> and the thread pops up and the first comment, mm. <laughs> <laughs> work your personal requests don't. Yes. Um, <laughs> and so I end up on this thread and there's like, I don't know, it was like what, eight words or something. And it's in the, somebody's, somebody's basically saying what I'm saying, blah, blah, blah. This suddenly stopped working, blah, blah, blah. After 13 point, whatever, this stopped working. And the, the redditist, uh, responds, turn, turn off, uh, listen for Hey Dingus on your phone. And then, and then you can turn it back on and re-enable it. That's it. And I, ha I have to, I have to, I have to confess. I had seen that comment. This is so typical of me because I'm Mr. Forrest versus, you know, Mrs. Tree. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'd seen this comment so many times and skipped over it every time. Cause I'm like, what in the hell? Why would it matter that I have Siri listening for Siri on my phone? Why would it have anything to do with that? Dan, you want to guess what happened? What happened? I turned off, listen for Hey Dingus on my phone. And I was like, you know, again, QED, there's that feeling of, yeah, this is going to work or yeah, this is not going to work. And I'm like, yeah, this will work. And I go, you know, Hey Dingus. Uh, then I say to my HomePod, Hey Dingus, when's my next calendar appointment? He says, your next calendar appointment is, and I'm like, what? I'm so mad oh right God. now. That I can't it. believe that was turning. It. It's, so, yes, that was it. And I hate that. I hate it so much. Now, is that a bug? Is that a feature? Is that just a thing? How did that guy know? Well, who knows why? Moments snap together like magnets, but but turning off Hey Dingus on my phone made personal requests work everywhere again instantly. Now, again, QED squared, back to last week. What was the problem? I don't know. What fixed it? I, I know what made the problem go, go away, but I don't know why that fixed it. Is the problem solved? Kind of. I don't have the symptoms of the problem. I'm not as sad, 
But did I fix it? I don't know. You know, Merlin, uh, Merlin 2021 is inclined to say, I don't know if I fixed it. Who knows? You know, I mean, if, if, if the first rain was coming into the house and, and then, you know, um, I, I, I watched three episodes of Everybody Loves Raymond and the rain stopped coming in my house. Did that fix it? I guess so. Because before it was this and after it was that, but a rational person would not say, well, I don't think a priori that you can assume that fixed it. Right. Anyway, that's it. I guess. So, I mean, I, so we've had some fun here today, but it must have something related to do with, <laughs> I don't even know, Dan. It's, but it's got to be something. Why would that work? It, it, it got confused it, it about which, which it's it hearing. It enrages me that that worked. Because I think, I, I don't know how to describe this, but I do feel like HomePod, I don't know how, so I, I don't know if there's, I don't think there's a way to identify a cascade. Let's say, you know, like for example, as I, again, Life Hacks Week, Life, Life Hacks Week, always remember you can go into any aspect of the health app and you can change which apps get and receive information from mm-hmm. health. Mm-hmm. And very importantly, once you hit edit, no, no, why, are we, why is nobody talking about this? You can change the order. You create a cascade. Like for sleep app, always choose auto sleep or sleep watch or this or just the, the pure watch data, whatever. I, I would kind of love to have that everywhere. And we don't have that for Siri and maybe it doesn't matter. But if you have, for the sake of argument, let's even say 10 devices in a room that have Hey Dingus, listen for Hey Dingus turned on, which one, which one knows to catch it? And I think general... I. And, and then, and then, how is it that they're not all going off? Because one right. thing they've gotten, like Amazon, in some ways, one thing they've gotten right that seems like a hard problem to solve in my head is which one of these devices should listen to and interpret this, and why does that matter? Well, it matters for lots of reasons. One thing is you don't want—I mean, have you ever remember the bad old days where you get a new message and every single device would? would did you notice that went away? Oh, the yeah. thing of every device blowing up. Yeah. Well, that's because they figured out I can detect that Dan is using this um, iPhone, and therefore I will, I will send things there. You get the notifications in other places, but you don't have everything blowing up. There's something about proximity and what you're using and stuff like that. And why does that matter with these voice devices? Well, it matters tons because you might want different things to happen on different devices. You can do things like create routines that respond to the device you're on versus another one. And like, you don't want to, you want to understand why that happens. Yeah. All of that said, my impression, do you have a HomePod? No, I don't. Okay. My I, impression I is eh, my impression is that in, in, there is a, a cascade that we just maybe either don't know about or don't control, which is that the HomePod, if possible, always wins. So given a room full of devices listening for Hey Dingus that are all on the same Apple ID, that's important. Uh, for some reason, maybe because it hears better, but I think also just it knows you probably want to do this on the HomePod. It listens better. It, uh, it hears better. It speaks better on the HomePod. Now, you can't do everything on a HomePod. And guess what? In 14 now, it th- it'll say, hey, you want this map information. So if you say to your, your, your HomePod, hey, Dingus, you know, uh, lots of location-based stuff. It says, okay, I'll send that response to Merlin's iPhone. Hmm. So that stuff has been really heavily tuned over time. And like, I'm no, I'm no seasoned technologist, but if you think about all of the steps in you speaking, something happening, and then something showing up on your phone, Think about all the steps in the security that has to be uh, correctly uh, performed. To yeah, do that. yeah, pretty wild. So anyway, I turned it off and then I turned it back on. I had to retrain it, but uh, but it was all good again and it made me happy. 
I, I don't, I still don't like that. That's the issue. That that was the problem. It's very frustrating, Dan. It's very, it's very as I said, it's very anticlimactic. Turn, you know? turn it off. Back. I have, I mean, like there, but there are all kinds of problems like that that exist. Like here's here's an example. Yeah, Amazon Prime on the Apple TV. It's a weird app. It doesn't work or look like any Prime, of the other yeah, apps Prime on video. Apple TV. Right, uh, Prime Video, correct. And whenever <laughs> it's also it's also one of those apps you can tell sucks a little bit because you have to. If you slide from side to side, it doesn't automatically change what you're looking at. You have to like move and then click and move. Right, and click, right. You know? I hate yeah. I hate a lot of things I about it. it. <laughs> but the thing that I hate the most about it is that uh, there's a there's a show that I'm watching right now called Bosch, which has got the smoke monster from <laughs> and Lost it, it, in it. It guesses it guesses a different season than you're every, watching. First every of all, time. yeah. Every every time it comes in, <laughs> it, every time you want to watch the boys, it guesses the wrong season, the wrong season, and puts you in the wrong place. But that's fine. You know what? I'm okay with that. That's not yeah, even my. You'll complaint. figure it out. You'll figure it out. Every yeah. time that I pick the episode and start to play it um and typically i'm resuming an episode i don't know if that compounds or creates the problem uh, but even when i'm starting a new episode this happens it won't play so let me describe what happens i'll hit play and it will have hmm. the amazon prime video spinner which has a certain distinctive look to it and then that spinner on the black screen will become the Apple TV spinner, which has this sort of oh, no. fan look. Oh, <laughs> that's not good. And, oh, no. And nothing will happen. It will never play. But if I hit menu to back out of it, I will hear a one to two second audio clip <laughs> of, oh, of the program playing, which then makes it say, oh, it was starting. I hit it right when it was starting. And I'll go back into it. And it'll be the same thing, the Amazon spinner, then the Apple TV spinner. And then if I hit menu again, I'll hear the same one to two seconds of audio again. What? And the and you're doing all of this with that terrible remote, yes. and it must feel like a skills challenge for <laughs> joining NASA. But here's the thing. Like, is, could you do this while you're spinning at a thousand miles an hour? Right. Could you try and watch a TV show and hit it at the right moment that the diving board pops up correctly on the left? <laughs> exactly. So I will, I will go back out. And I'll relaunch the app. Nothing, nothing will have. Same thing will happen. I have to reboot the Apple TV in order to play anything on Amazon TV. But once I've gotten something to play, if I, as long as I stay in the app, I can play anything that I want. I can. It'll go to the next episode correctly. It'll do everything right. But as soon as I go out of the app, man, I got to reboot to play it again. What is that? Oh my about? god! What is that? I about? had one. I had. I had a similar, not similar, but a related-ish kind of one last week. Where I was going through, um, and in a minute I'm going to talk about some cool scripts for doing stuff like this. Um, I was, uh, do, as you do, I was on the Apple TV uh, with our TV TV, and I was listening to my release radar for Spotify, like I do most Fridays or over the weekend. Mm -hmm. And I was listening to Frank Zappa, and it was really, really weird. Like you know, like a Fender, um, like a Fender tremolo reverb. Oh yeah. Think of the song How Soon Is Now by the Smiths. Like, whoa, yeah, whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa, yeah, whoa, yeah. Whoa, okay, whoa. cool. I'm there. Imagine, so now imagine you set the vibrato so that it goes, uh, eh, eh, uh, <laughs> uh. It's almost like a bad Laurie Anderson impersonation. Okay. <laughs> but imagine that that's a big square wave where you get, you get exactly 100% of the sound for less than one second, followed by no sound at all for <sighs> one second. It's almost like you like you like when my little kid would cry. I'd she go when I go over her mouth, and it seemed funny to me. <laughs> it's kind of like that. So I'm trying to enjoy my Frank Zappa, and it's going ah 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 ah, 
And I'm like, ha, that's kind of weird. Yeah. And I try to try to go do other things. I'll keep this short. It, it's, I don't know whose quote unquote fault this is, but it is a known-ish issue mm-hmm. between LG television sets, the CX series, and Apple TV that sometimes <laughs> <laughs> you've watched something mm-hmm. in Dolby Vision. Like in this case, I just, I realized uh, I've been getting better at troubleshooting and I hate it. I realized if this happened because I'd been watching Ted Lasso. Yes, again which is a, a Dolby Vision show. And for some reason, that is not clear to me anyway, After sometimes, not always, after you've watched something in Dolby Vision and you go to watch something that's not in Dolby Vision, you get this insane bug where the audio does exactly what I just described. Now, the good news or bad news, depending on how you choose to live on this planet, is that there is one simple and relatively easy way to fix it. Dan, would you like to guess what fixes that? Restarting it. I don't, I don't well, know. You turn, well, let's be technical about it. You turn it off. Yeah. You wait a second, you turn it back on. Yeah. And then you have, quote unquote, fixed your, quote unquote, problem. Uh, so stupid. <laughs> of Dolby Vision causing your your television to turn into a, a fender like twin reverb or a tweet. <laughs> I don't like things that, that are solved when you restart. It. You have to restart. So like like the one thing Because that, that means you don't know. That means you the maker yes, don't know what's we don't wrong. Know. Like like anytime there's a network problem or an internet connectivity issue, what's the first thing you do? You unplug and replug the power Absolutely. into your cable mode. To- like, totally worth it. A lot of people don't know I sound like you. A lot of people don't know that Ethernet cables can die. Yes. Like, for example, like, you know, if you've got some, some Cat5 that you've just had hooked up for a while, you might be, and, you know, I think you, you might have said this in the past, for reasons that, I don't know, just life, mm-hmm. attrition, mm-hmm. erosion, uh, you know, uh, global w- warming, whatever, the, sometimes they just stop working, or way worse, Dan, they work in a spotty way. Because you're talking about a bunch of little wires that need to match up with other little wires, Metal and metal, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And then sometimes one of those little wires, one of those little colored wires just isn't working right. And you won't know it until you take the whole thing down and start over. But you're right. Turn it off, turn it on. That's that's acceptable to me. With, you know, especially with like an old computer or there are devices where it's just like, turn it off, turn it on. I agree with you though. It's super frustrating. Mentally. Well, and I like what you said about it in that, that the, the frustration comes from the fact that you don't, no, it's like I was talking last week. We were talking about Windows, or was it two weeks mm-hmm. ago? And and how yeah. like I'm I've got it to work, but I'm absolutely terrified to change anything because I I oh, I, yes. I like I can't reproduce the steps that I took to make it work because there were so many little twiddly back and forth things that and so like for example when I'm when I'm setting up a server. Um, like in, let's say for fireside hosting or something, and, and we're getting a server, you know, I'll document each, each package that I install, each setting that I tweak. Really? Yeah, absolutely. It's all fully, fully documented. Well, do you write that in a notebook or like, so, but like, like you're, you're installing something with dependencies. You do write all those down? Yeah. Every single, every single thing that I type, uh, will be, so what I'll do is I'll, I'll set up the new server and, you know, of course I'll note all the details about the server itself, IP address and version of the OS and every, all the other updates that I run. And, and then I'll go line by line as I run each command and I will copy and paste the command in and the output into 
you know, my, my note window. And that's so interesting. If I mess something huh. up, uh, or I have yeah. to realize that, oh, I, I needed to install these five other dependencies, then what I'll do is I'll go back and modify that original line. And then, and this is the part that you'll really, really like or hate. After mm -hmm. I'm done, I'll d destroy the instance, recreate it, and follow all of those steps to make sure that I did it correctly. Uh, Almost like you're in a test kitchen. Yeah. Like, I, I mentally, I know how to make this good as a recipe because I'm a good chef. But in order to give this to people who may not be a good chef, I need to make sure I follow what I, I that I need to exactly document this and that I can replicate it. As though, like, I've never cooked it before, right? Exactly. And you want to be, it has the to be... The only way to be sure you've made the right cake. <laughs> it has to be, well, the thing is, it has to be reproducible. Um, mm -hmm. And this is really the part of the scientific method where you are testing with an experiment and then seeing if it works and then, you know, basing your conclusions on that of, yes, this works. Because what I might need to be able to do at some point is, yes, I know that with, like, Linode and other places like that, that you can clone um, the image and create a new server instance from it. But I want to be able to reproduce it based on these instructions. And I also want to be able to give it to somebody else who might be helping me. I might be able to need to say to them, set up a new server. And so, yeah. for example, if a new version of the operating system comes out, which happens with Linux, you know, pretty regularly, consistently, I want to be able to then go and say, oh, well, here's the new operating system. Cool. Let's use our steps and see what needs to change because we never know right. when we might have to reproduce it. And it's incredibly tedious and stupid. And I hate that I have to do that. <laughs> but that's the only yeah. way to, to know for sure that I'm doing it correctly is by having all of those specific steps written down. But it's that way. Right. I can't ever say, well, wait, why is the new server different from, no, you can't, it cannot be different. It has to be identical and it has to be reproducible. And, and yeah, it's tedious and stupid, but yeah, like that's how I have to do well, it. Well, yeah, I mean, I get to, to return to the recipe, that's such, that is actually interesting and super frustrating to hear. Mm -hmm. But like <laughs> in the instance of uh, making a recipe, for example, uh, and I think this, this is related to what you're describing here, G given the way that all kinds of technology can be really hinky about certain uh, invisible things, or to say, put it differently, things that you can't detect. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, do you remember TCP IP prefs? Oh, yeah. Like, do you remember how often, I mean, never less than a couple times a week and perhaps as much as a couple times a day, you just have to get disconnected throughout TCP IP prefs and restart your connection yep. on an old Mac. Yeah. And that was just the thing you did because, but did, did everybody know how to do that? Did everybody know how to hold down shift to rebuild your desktop? Did everybody know how to zap the PRAM? All those things, should it matter? No, except in what situation Dan's talking about, especially, how about this? Okay, I've been a good chef boy, RD, and I have uh, put together this great recipe for cake. And and then, you know what I did also? Then I started all over and I said, okay, here, here, here's how you make the cake. And like, it's so important to me that I get all the directions right and I get the measurements right. But I should also be able to then hand this to somebody who's never made anything in their life and say, could you go to the grocery and get all the items that we need for this? But I left off salt. Well, why'd you leave off salt? Because I forgot that I was assuming that everybody has salt. Right. Do you need a lot of salt for that cake? Not really. But if you don't have it, it's not going to be as good. And what you're describing here is like, I need to assume nothing. If you, if I accidentally had something else installed that was benefit or benefiting or harming the thing that I was doing here, again, like a preference somewhere that's weird or a driver that you didn't fully uninstall, you know what I mean? Yes. Like, like right now, I still really like apps like Hazel, AppZapper. There's all these great apps that will like tear an app out by the roots. 
Um, actually, Clean My Mac is pretty good at this too. It's kind of a frustrating app, but also very powerful and good. So you say like, for example, I want to get rid of this given app. And the thing is, if you just throw that app away, there's still going to be a whole, probably a, there may, well, in some instances, there may be a fair amount of stuff that gets left behind. If you just say, I'm going to throw uh, Lightroom in the trash, oh, buddy, you're just beginning. Because there's like four other apps to run the app that you haven't gotten rid of. A, a, a kind of dependency, if you like. But I love these apps that are able to say like everything in, everything in Teal the library, including stuff in, you know, application support, preferences. Is Hazel the, the it, app it, that watches folders? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. I remember that thing. I like that. Yeah. Hazel watches folders. I, I have a Hazel that on my laptop says, is there any image on the desktop that begins with screen that's been here for more than an hour? And if so, I mean, most people would delete it. I just have it go into a folder. You know what I'm saying? Little stuff like that. But for some reason, I don't know. It's a great Hazel feature, but Hazel will just pop up sometimes and say, hey, buddy, I see you're trying to throw out, you know, uh, SwissCheeseFactory.app or whatever. Uh, do you really want to, do you want to throw that out? Because there's other things you should throw out too. Anyway, my point being, I, I had a thought the other day. I wonder what the oldest piece of actual content on my machine is. Hmm. Because I, you know, I don't have, I can, hey, I'm not John Syracuse. I could not put my hand to emails, most emails that I got before 2003. Like it, the stuff that I got, like back when I would have that giant two gig entourage database in my home directory. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, Outlook Express, Eudora, like I don't, if I ever had that stuff, it's gone now. So I found myself wondering, like if, if I, I guess I could probably set a rule of some kind for myself to do a search, like a spotlight search, but like not like preferences, not like, you know, disused extensions and drivers, but like, is there, wonder what the oldest piece of actual content on my computer is. I bet it's way more recent than I would guess. <laughs> Cause I know I got some of that other stuff. Um, Anyhow, um, how do we get to this? Problem solving. Yeah, sometimes it is frustrating. Like the, on the one hand, you feel very clever when you hit the top of your 13-inch black and white TV and Fonzie comes back. But on the other hand, like there's a lot of stuff in life where you're like, I, I just, I, I wish I knew why this particular fuse keeps blowing or I wish I knew why uh, the water's not as hot at this time of day. It's those kinds of things where like, what, what are you going to do? Take a sabbatical to fix all of this? Because you never know, you know, you start pulling a thread on that sweater and you never know where it ends. Anyway, um, <clears throat> did you want to tell me about a second thing you like? Yeah, sure. I'd like to tell you about you're, Squarespace. You're very, quiet, you're very quiet today, Dan. Are, are you are you running your Etsy store or what are you doing? You're no, running eBay? What are you doing? I'm just, you know, I'm just listening. You're distracted? I, Be I, honest. No, I'm not. Um, I'm no, actually, okay. interestingly enough, I'm less distracted than usual because I've eliminated one of the things that I've done and we can talk about this if you want. Yes, we can. Is I, I have, uh, I have been working hard to eliminate distractions so that I can be more oh. productive and it's actually worked. So like in the past, what I would do is I would have a little computer in front of me so that I could, you know, if I wanted to pull something up or make a bookmark or something like that and have the, the sponsor reads, you know, I would have it. And then I would find that, um, that sometimes, you know, so like you might, you might mention, uh, Hazel, for example. Yes. And then I would and you do, say, oh, I gotta, I gotta put some, I gotta put some noodle soft on that, uh, on that soup. Yeah. I gotta go and I gotta, I gotta, I gotta Google no it. Noodle soft, thing. noodle soft. And so I, called? I, I have, I have, yes, noodle soft, uh, noodle soft.com. And I Simply have useful. decided to sort of change a lot of that. So now what I find that I'm doing is I'm, uh, I'm, it, it's, 
allowed me to kind of be more focused, but I find like now I'm, I kind of get more contemplative because I'm maybe paying more attention. I don't know. And I kind of, Oh no. I mean like you don't have to, you don't have to sell me. That's a very, that's a very ADHD thing. Like I might be sitting here playing with my Yoda, like, you know, Kind of finger in my Yoda, like uh-huh, just playing sure. with my little boy yeah, yeah, here. Yeah. There's that, but like you know, stuff that just keeps your hand busy could actually you know keep you focused. I like to look at this domino, and I think I think I am feeling lucky. She sits on my pencil sharpener. Which domino? I can send what you a domino? photo. You send me a photo. All right, you know, I'll tell you. Well, you, uh, you prepare your photo. Let is me X Force? Did she? Dan, I'm not finished. Did she oh. start with X Force? She is a Rob Liefeld creation, but her feet look better here <laughs> than in the comic. And she does. She doesn't look like a frog. Like she has frog legs sitting in a bathtub. Okay, l- Dan, tell me about a second thing. You well, like. Hang on, pause for a second. Okay, after <laughs> I'm done telling you about this, I want to talk to you about about more more feet in comics. Oh sure, because I have okay. something else All to right. share. Okay. Let me tell you about Squarespace. There's so much you can do with Squarespace. You can turn your idea into a beautiful website that showcases your work. It, you can you can publish and update your content. You can sell products and services. You can promote your physical or your online business. And you know what? More and more and more because of this COVID stuff, I'm seeing people all of a sudden start to care about their websites or making <laughs> websites for their business, their shop, their restaurant or whatever. And it's like, Every, I think every week I find a new business that all of a sudden their website looks different. It looks better. I can buy stuff on it now, or I can see the menu better, or I can play their song or whatever. And I'll, I like to view the source and I'll view the source and guess what? Yeah. Yeah. It's a Squarespace site. And half the time, the only way that you can tell that it's a Squarespace site is if you view the source because Squarespace makes it so easy and simple and nice for you to be able to to customize it and tweak it and make it your own and make it yourself. And Merlin, you and I could start at the same moment in time with the same Squarespace template even, even though they have got dozens to choose from, we could pick the same one. And in 30 minutes, you and I would have made a site that looks completely different, that's totally custom and totally our own. And that's the beautiful thing about Squarespace. There is also a way for you to buy a domain name over at Squarespace, and they have over 200 extensions that they support They've got 24-7 award-winning customer support. They really do everything they can to make it easy for you to get your own thing started. So if you're interested in I feel, starting I feel like they're encouraging folks to make it. They, they make it are. They mm-hmm. are. So it's not such as my observation. Go yeah. to squarespace.com slash it's your show, and that will show them that you are listening to us, which is important. But then when you're ready to sign up for your free trial or if you want to get a domain name, use the promo code it's your show. You will get 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. And uh, they just, they're there to make it easy for you to make it yourself. Squarespace.com slash it's your show, promo code it's your show. And thanks very much to Squarespace for making this show possible. Thank you, Squarespace. Buck, buck. I sent you my domino. Oh, let me look at that. Oh, I see. There's a message here. Oh, that's great. I'm very interested in characters. I think Longshot is probably the best known for this, probably. But I'm interested in characters who, I don't know if you say you manipulate um, probability or you benefit from probability. Do you know what I mean? Longshot famously, like, he can pull off stuff that you shouldn't be able to do. That's how he got the name. Right. And Domino has lots of skills. But, like, one, I love her ability to, like, that's why she's my spirit, not spirit animal, that's racist. She is my uh, inspiration in my, in my journey. Because I would like to start moving as though things will turn out well and just know that uh, 
Even if it doesn't, you know, I, I have improved probability if I believe it. I like that. Which sounds like magical thinking because it might be. It might be, but it isn't doesn't... she cool? Look at all her points of articulation and, and her cool gun. I and mean, that's sorry. Important. There's a big light next to that. Whatever happened yeah, to that giant really cool. Spider-Man that you talked about and then someone sent you as a gift? Oh, the points of articulation. Oh, baby, yeah. it's still at the house. Still Love the that house. guy. Some of the some of the joints have gotten a little loose Loop. from use. Loop. Have you watched that six one six series on Disney Plus? No, is it good? I mean, yeah. I mean, there's. I've only watched a few of them. Um, I'll, and in a second, I'll mention the first one. But there's some that are that are thing. Well, anyway, check it out. It's basically some behind the scenes stuff about Marvel. And the first episode is so fun. Um, if y'all, if y'all, <laughs> you got, you guys have probably seen this. Um, I remember they ran a bit of this before Spider Verse at Alamo Draft House. Mm. Um, have you ever seen Japanese Spider Man? Yes. So in the battle, yeah, in the battle days, uh, Marvel sold as we know, made some kind of poor. Uh, things that history would prove were slightly ill-advised decisions about licensing Marvel characters and marks to other countries. So basically, they wanted to make this Japanese version of Spider-Man. They said, okay, it'll be fine as long as, hey, it's a different country. Nobody will ever see it. It'll be like a Suntory ad with Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> or Bill Murray. Nobody will ever right, see it, right? Because right? there's there's no way to see things from different places. Um, and so, but you got to see it because it's, it's really, he shoots guns, he drives cars, and the whole concept is much closer to Ultraman than traditional Spider-Man. It's a completely different character. Yes. He's not Peter Parker, but he does have like a Spider-Man suit that like shoots through the air and lands on him. Anyway, um, the 616 episode on Disney Plus called, um, called, uh, 616 and you want to see Japanese Spider-Man. I yeah. like that. Okay. So I'm, I've sent you a few images. Go. Oh, good. Okay. Let me go here. So um, you got my domino. Oh, 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 ah, ew, ew, oh. So look at the feet. Okay. Look at the feet. Ew, yeah. Why are they so pointy? Are these Liefeld feet? These, see, and that's what got me thinking oh, about Oh, I it. like that Captain Marvel. She's adorable. They What's have, uh, these are J. Scott Campbell uh, oh, okay. art. And he is one of my favorites. I think he's really, really great, except when it comes to the way that he mm -hmm. draws feet. And it, I wonder about this because like, I remember in, it must have been in grade school, um, mm -hmm. When, you know, you were, I had an art class where they were teaching us like how to do like, like three dimensional objects and you could do shading. So they'd have like a, like a ball and a, a little pyramid right. and you'd have to like learn. And so make to, it look like there's two light sources yeah, here and there. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I remember like the, the thing that we were, that was like the final project in the class was to draw your hand you know and draw hands it. hands and faces baby that's hard so stuff. hard to get a hand in the proportions right and stuff and it's funny because like feet i think are another thing that just and and as good as j scott campbell is at all yeah. of the stuff that he does you you know and i mean he's amazing you look at the feet you can tell one of his drawings as opposed to one of the people that sort of copies his style and there are a lot of those you can tell it's him because the feet are horrible in them and it's not something that <laughs> yeah. you notice right away i mean unless you're looking at look, looking for it but like if, yeah, if you can't ever, one of those, you can't unsee it. You thing. can't unsee it once you've seen it. And I'll look at uh, at at one of these things, and I'll wonder, oh, is this is this his or is this a copy? You look at the feet, and if the feet are completely weird, then you know it's his. And like, it's almost yeah. I hate to use this term, not nearly as like, like flat and flat and floppy as a Liefeld foot, but yes. it's going something more pointy. They're pointy yeah. and they're weird, and he always draws yes. heels the same way. And I want to ask him, have you ever seen an actual real life? 
heeled yeah. boot or anything because these don't look anything like that. I, I can give you a theory on this. Like, I don't know how much exposure you, you've had to Barbie dolls in your life, but I think there's one thing almost every American knows about Barbie's feet, which is they have historically been, in a way that I think inspires a lot of uh, like pretty good feminist poetry, is that <laughs> basically her feet exist not to help her move, but to look good in high heels. Right, they exist like as if they're, they're just, just yeah. a form to fit yeah. the high heel on. It's the ultimate kind of fetish in the sense that, like, you know, um, I mean, I could just eat mustard, but in order for that to be socially acceptable, I should probably pretend that I'm eating this hot dog, too. Yum, yum, yum. I right. like hot dogs. Right. No, it's not. You have a mustard fetish title. Um, and in that instance, like, what, so, but what is the appeal of high heels visually? It's my understanding that, um, like, s people have said for a long time that women walk differently. It creates a kind of a, a gait that is more like sort of like a wild animal or something, but also it elongates your leg. And, and I think Especially what he's doing like here, a, I don't know a, if a, a nude heel makes your legs. Look I, well, yeah, I guess I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't know if he's trying, I don't think he's necessarily doing something particularly fetishy here. I think it's just more that he's really in every, in each instance of this, he's basically trying to elongate the character's leg. I think and he's I done that. And then with the right. tapering at the end, now if they were wearing clown shoes, that would be cool. But it would make their legs look really short. Yes. There's a lot that goes on visually. A lot, of, a lot that goes on visually in this world, Dan. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, he also reminds me a little bit of, what's his name? Adam somebody. Sandler. There's that guy who's like, he kind of walks, well, I don't want to say he really walks up to the edge. He, he gets a little, little sexy. He's like, uh, who's, who's the bomb girl with the bosoms? What's her name? The bomb, uh, big bomb. Bomb, bomb, bombo? Oh. Not black... Uh, the, bomb the, girl. It, she fly power girl. Oh, power girl. That's who I'm thinking of. Maybe or the bomb queen. Bomb queens. Is that what I'm thinking of? I don't know what that is. Um, I don't. Are you going to do that third third uh spot or is it going to stay yellow? It's going to stay yellow. I mean, it. Oh, you want to talk it up for free? No. I want to go find. I want to go find this guy's name in his in his book. Of, I've got. I got a lot of art art books, and I'm, I really want to get them organized. All my beautiful art books. Like, I've got a book about the making of uh, the first Star Wars movie. I've got a book about that, that beautiful art of uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, I was you know? just looking at that uh, book. That thing looks amazing. Oh, my God. We just watched it again the other night. Oh now, are, when you're reading stuff these days, are you still reading any books or anything like that? Not much. No. I mean, I read tons online, but the, I mean, the book I'm reading right now is doesn't really qualify as a book <laughs> um it's this i'm reading this really good book called i think it's called dryer's is it dryer's quotations and it's a what's called a commonplace not not dry no but dryer's as far as like comics are book. you reading those at all anymore? oh sorry 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 um right now no i'm kind of no i'm kind of between things but I can feel myself on the verge of moving into some comic things because and one way i can tell is i am more and more kind of thrusting things at my kid like on the one hand i'm like oh man you haven't read hawkeye in a while you should read it again it's really good or but also stuff like you know the kind of stuff mom sh you know should know about like uncanny x-force for example mm -hmm. you read that right the yes. one with with the young you know version of that one villain mm -hmm. uh yeah no not as much but I, I guess i should i still subscribe to stuff though i still like i have so many Fantastic Fours, uh, like the current <laughs> run that I haven't read yet. I still got that, uh, not House of X, but the whatever the hell it's called, that big recent run of X-Men. Mm -hmm. I've got a lot of that stuff. But you know, the, the visuals I just enjoy having in my life. I like my, my silly X-Men posters I have here. I like having Domino here. 
Do you read them? Uh, do you read them on a computer or, or iPad, or do you read them in paper? Good form? question. Um, my eyesight is not what I would like it to be. Mm-hmm. And if I'm being honest, I, in order to really appreciate a lot of things that involve focusing on small things, <laughs> um, I I need super bright light. God, what was my my wife was reading something yesterday morning. She was reading the back of like the ingredients of a thing, and I'm like, what are you doing? Are you actually reading that? She's like, yeah. I'm like, you're reading that in this light without glasses? Again, superpower. Can't do it. Um, no, well, uh, what do I look at? So the last one I bought probably was that um, uh, uh, the Ryan North, uh, and I'm sorry, I forget the artist, who did um, Slaughterhouse-Five has a graphic novel. Um, I mean, I've bought a lot. <laughs> I, you know, I get stuff that my kid wants. Um, like she, she, oh, she just got a Umbrella Academy, the collection. First oh yeah, volume of that. Yeah, that's uh, good. That's such a fun show. Have you watched the show? Yes, and I read and read it. It's very good. Oh, it's so good. Oh, really? Okay, good. Yeah, that's just it's and it's funny because that and the boys um, are both. I haven't know, read the boys gloomy. though. The comic. Well, but the show is the show very, is amazing, and you know what? The show, show is the like heart is of our household right now. American Gods. Have you watched this show? Is that the comic you like? It's no, 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 no. Stars. I was thinking of American Vampire. Oh, American Gods. Is that Neil Gaiman? Yeah, I no. think it is. And I think it has... Um, I'll write it down. What's the actor's name? Uh, Al Swearingen. What, him. That oh, actor. yeah, yeah. I know who you mean. He's uh, a big yeah, guy in, this, in the show. Open the peaches. Uh, it's uh, uh, Ian, <laughs> Ian, Ian McShane. Yeah. Yep. Am I close? Okay. Okay, where's dad's watching list? And what's it called again? American Gods? American Gods. The third season God, I feel like I read that. You probably well, did. Well, who is it? Who am I? Oh God, never mind. I'm totally confused. I'm thinking of it might have been Grant Morrison. One of the English comic people wrote a book about their their history with comics, and I think I'm mentally conflating that. Okay, well, American um, Gods was written by Neil Gaiman. American Gods. It is a 2001 novel, and it then became a TV show, um, which came out in 2017. And it's, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed um, Ian McShane, especially in it. And um, yeah, it's, it's really cool. And it won a bunch of awards. It won um, some Critics' Choice Awards and things like that. And it's really, really cool. And Gillian Anderson is in the first season. Uh, oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. All so, right. so check it out. It's, it's definitely worth your time. I think I'm excited for the American third season to come out American tomorrow. Down. Down. I can't find my notes. I hate it when I can't find my note. Hmm. Um, what time is... Oh, my God! It's been an hour? Mm-hmm. Oh, Christ on a cracker. There's so much hour. stuff we didn't get to again. Yeah, but it was fun. But, like, I feel like there's a lot of... Oh, God, who's texting me? Ugh. Can't everyone just leave Is it me? Am I doing it? Oh, no. It's my friends and my love. Oh, God. I just spent my day talking to people these days. Okay, so I'm... What else did I have in here? Oh, 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 oh. Um, uh, um, uh, was the things we need to talk about. Oh, well, you know what? I'll mention one more thing. Did you end up getting the thing we talked about? No, I didn't because it was sold out. Okay. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it next week. Okay. Um, I, you know what? This is super boring. I'm sorry. I, I never get around to talking about the app craft and I'm sorry. It's been frustrating to see that in the notes, but what, when I'm part of my preparation that, that I should probably not prepare is that I, I sometimes will pre-populate the page with links about of things I would like to talk about. 
And so for like three weeks, there's been links to Craft, the app, and people are like, why are these, when are you going to talk about this? Well, you know what? Let's just, let's go ahead and leave it off. And what I will do is commend you to the most recent episode of Dubai Friday. I will put it in notes. Um, and uh, where, where Alexandra and I talked about the app craft and mm-hmm. why I like it so much and why I think it's so interesting. And, and, and you know, whereas it, it might not find an immediate and forever place in my life and my workflow, I do really like using it. I really admire it. And uh, having learned about it from a really effusive review by Federica Vitici, um, I, I found it equally extremely interesting. So the app craft, craft.do, you'll find a link in notes. Other thing I want to mention, because uh, there'll be links in there, uh, as as I as I mentioned earlier, Dan, I have gotten more into not just voice dingai, really to the contrary. I'm using fewer voice dingai, fewer cameras, fewer of all the things, and trying to really get down to the stuff that I trust that does the job. Mm. Um, and, you know, uh, so that has meant, you know, doing a little bit more reading about stuff you can do with Apple TV, with HomePod, with all of the things. And, you know, I this is not a new observation from me. But one of my strangely large frustrations in life is that Apple Apple will tell you a handful of things that Siri can do. It'll be on the page. Oh, mm-hmm. look, here's some new things that Siri can do. You know what I've never found is an official listing, like really an Airtable style, like, okay, show me, show me all of the Siri things that you can do and per device. I want to see everything related to controlling my home that I can do with my voice on my watch. Well, you know what? And if you don't have time for that, I know y'all are busy, but if you don't have time for that, could you just write down everything generally that Siri does? It's a great frustration to me that that there it is such a powerful thing. Um, and just, just to rewind just a little bit, I think there are still, I'm guessing, I will guess that there are still people that don't use Siri because they don't trust Siri. Because why? For a good long while, Siri was hot garbage and didn't work. Mm-hmm. And it was slow. And it was frustrating. And you started to say to yourself, you know, uh, fool me twice, shame on me. Like, I'm not going to spend any more time on this. And maybe people dip back in as it got better. Guess what? It still ain't perfect. But the functionality behind it is insane. And I think most people don't know what you can do, even before we get into shortcuts. So, for example, you, the listener, if you have a HomePod and if you have an Apple TV, and I think probably some people do, did you know you can control your Apple TV by speaking to your HomePod? It never occurred to me until a couple weeks ago to say, hey, dingus, turn on the TV. And it, miraculously, it worked. That's and then cool. I, then I guess, it was the, well, it never occurred to me that I could do that. Or, hey, dingus, turn down the TV. I didn't know I could do that. There's all kinds of stuff like that. And like, whereas I constantly use the uh, Amazon family of products to control my house or set timers or all of those things, I think I am almost equally guilty of not thinking enough of what Siri can do to return to being a power user or to become a power user of Siri. Um, why am I saying all of this? This this may be of interest to only a relatively narrow range of people, but, you know, <laughs> the, the, the version of Siri that you could just blow up a thousand times into do people even know you can use this is shortcuts. Because shortcuts feels like programming. It's not fun. You know, shortcuts being like, you know, Siri shortcuts. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's stuff that you can, like little things that you can program to do little things. And sometimes it's, I've made the tiniest little dumb shortcuts to just do the dumbest stuff. But, you know, you can have conditionals. You can have have stuff like you can create a light that turns on when there's motion and turns off to your own satisfaction. 
You can do stuff and have it, have it talk to you or change things based on location, right? There's all that stuff and everybody kind of knows about it, which is why you're sick of hearing me talk about it right this second. Because like you, I'm tired of my voice, but also you're going, yeah, 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 I know. Okay, but did you know, for example, and I hope I linked to the places where I learned about this correctly, but there's a shortcut where you can download this one dude's shortcut. And it's a, you can do this with one step, but I did, I like the one with three steps. So you're ready for this, you go and you start filling it in. So the shortcut arrives and it says, okay, click here to do stuff. You know what this one's called? Watch live TV. So you go in, you say, you click to enter. First of all, number one, is it okay for me to talk to your Apple TV? Yes, that's fine, right? And guess what that does? That pulls down all the apps and it now makes them um, visible and addressable mm -hmm. on your phone. And so you can say stuff like, okay, when I say, hey, dingus, watch live TV, guess what it does? First of all, it turns on the TV mm -hmm. and the Apple TV. Kind of cool, right? Very. Next, it opens the app that you chose that you want to associate with watching live TV, which in my case is Hulu. And then guess what else? It automatically turns your phone into a remote. That's really cool. So you get home and you want to watch, you know, Rachel or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you say, hey, Dingus, watch live TV. It does all of that. And then you, you can do whatever. I made another one just for, now, should this be necessary? No, probably not. I, I imagine at some point it will automatically do these sorts of things. One hopes, probably won't be documented. But I did one for, uh, for Spotify. I just say, hey, Dingus, um, listen to Spotify. And it opens that up on the, or play, play Spotify on TV, whatever it was. Anyway, that's really cool. I finally made another one for Plex. I made another one for YouTube. And it's actually surprisingly really useful. You, you, once your TV's up and running, you can, I don't know, Dan, I just think the kinds of stuff that you can do at, with these little bits and pieces, what do they say about Unix? It's small, small pieces loosely joined. Is that what they say? Yeah, I've heard that. Yep. That sounds about right. There's a lot of really cool small pieces and the, the joining is ridiculously loose and you have to figure a lot of it out yourself and become a hobbyist. <laughs> yeah. but, but do check those out. Let me go look at what I put in here just so I know. I do need to find you some links this week, I think. Um, how to control your Apple TV with HomePod. Uh, this guy Shane Watley um, has some good videos and stuff. Uh, my favorite shortcuts to use with my Apple TV. Siri shortcuts plus HomePod is amazing. I agree. And then conversational Siri shortcuts for the smart home. Um, if you like any of this stuff, check it out. And in general, uh, I would say it's really worth it to explore explore extensions of things like using the Siri product because there's a lot of power out there. And increasingly, the things that you can do with a given device might surprise you. And the things you can do, how do I put this, on a given device might surprise you. The way you can basically, you can start something by, by addressing one device and then have it do things with other devices, it's... It's pretty powerful. And I, I hope they keep putting wood behind that arrow, if you know what I mean. Nice. And do you think you'll get that thing this week? Yeah, I'm going to try to, yes. I'll okay, let you know. Cool. I'll keep you in the loop about how things unfold. Could you could you loop me in on that and we'll just circle back? Definitely. I'll ping you. All right. Get, 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 oh, you got to get ping. All right. All right. Ack. I say. I say ack. <laughs> yeah. I don't say yes. I say ack. Ack. A-C-K. Yes means I agree. Ack means yes, I heard you. Yes, I heard you. Yes, I heard you. All right. Hey, hey, Dan, happy new year. Hey, happy new year. Have an optimistic day, what's left of it. And uh, let's, let's button this up. All right, let's button it up. Okay, I love you. Love you too, Merlin, man.